Hi, this is Bob Sorrentino from italiangenealogy.blog. Today I'll be speaking with Giovanna Villani from Italian Pride Citizenship, and they assist people in getting Italian dual citizenship. So good morning, Giovanna. How's everything by you? Good morning. Everything is good. And yourself? Great, great. So the first question I have for you is, for someone that wants to pursue dual citizenship, what should they do to prepare? Okay, so the most important thing to prepare uh, for your application is to have all the information available regarding uh, the ancestor that you are using to get Italian dual citizenship. So you have to know the dates of birth, the town of birth. It has to be an exact town of birth. You cannot say, for example, Naples, when that person was born in a town in Naples. In order to get documents from Italy, we have to have an exact town. So having uh, all this information available is uh, the start, basically. Um, without it, we're not, you're not going to start the process because that, that is uh, where it all begins, is the birth records of your Italian-born ancestors. Uh, so once you have that information, then you can continue with my assistance to gather all these documents and, uh, you know, have, we'll, we'll help you get everything ready uh, when it comes to your application. But that's the most important thing, knowing the facts, knowing where they, they're from. Right. And I, I know a lot of people are confused about, um, you know, the the by blood qualification. So maybe you could tell us about that a little bit. Okay, so uh, a lot of people believe that they, I do get a lot of requests from people saying, oh, I did a DNA test and I'm 70% Italian, so now I wanna apply for citizenship. It doesn't work that way. The only way that someone can obtain Italian dual citizenship or Italian citizenship is by having a grandparent or a great-grandparent or a parent that uh, was uh, that came from Italy uh, and that uh, was born there, came here, and now they can pass on citizenship to their uh, children or grandchildren, uh, depending on the date of naturalization, if they ever naturalized. Uh, but uh, there definitely has to be a a it has to be a blood relative and it could only be a grandparent or a great grandparent. You cannot go to aunts or uncles or anyone outside of that lineage. Oh, okay. So I didn't realize you could do great grandparents too. I thought it had Even to be great, just grandparents. Grandparents. I have a few clients that are using great, great grandparents. Oh, really? Wow. Yes. That's interesting, and it could be it could be grandma, uh, great grandmother, or great grandfather. It doesn't have to be the father side or anything. Uh, it could be also great grandmother. The only problem with the actually it really can't be a great grandmother. The problem with that is that uh, there was a law uh, before 1948. Women were considered second class citizens, so they could not transfer citizenship down to their children. Uh, so if a, let's say a great grandmother was born in 1880 and their daughter or son was born in 1910, uh, you cannot qualify through a great grandmother because the, the child had to be born after 1948. That is when the law changed 
and the, and the woman could now transfer citizenship to their child. It's always safer to go through a, a, a male lineage. So great-grandfather, grandfather, uh, or great-great-grandfather. Oh, okay. That's interesting. I mean, I have, I have a lot of records. The funny thing is I could find, uh, I, I can't find my father's father, which is very interesting. But um, anyway, my next question for you is, I know a lot of people start and then give up. So what's the advantages to hiring a, a professional? Uh, it's okay. The process is very tedious. Uh, it can be confusing. Um, a lot of people started thinking, oh, I can do this. You know, all I have to do is get the documents from Italy or, um, you know, order the U.S. vital records. It's not that simple, uh, only because we have to figure out the naturalization, which is the most uh, complex thing to do. Uh, that we have to know if they naturalized, when they naturalized. If they didn't, there's a lot of proof that has to be um, presented uh, that they didn't naturalize. So it's a matter of going to the local courts where the the ancestor lived. Let's say uh, if they lived in a, in a town in Illinois, you have to go to that local court to see if they're nat naturalization documents. It becomes very tedious. Uh, sometimes they, they can't find documents, they don't get the correct format, so they go to the consulate and uh, they could be um, incorrect formats and they get denied and they lose uh, hope and they just give up on it. I, hiring an agency will assure you that all the formats are correct, that all the naturalization documents are obtained correctly. Uh, we we know how to navigate it, and we know what is required. So it's we know what we're doing. Uh, at least I'll speak for myself when it comes to that. But when they're doing it on their own, it's very easy to get lost in the process. Uh, yeah, and, and um, I did a podcast with with Tony, and she she did a, much of it on, on her own, but then she finally did have to go get some help. Um, but to your point. She got to the consulate, and um, I think it was her grandfather's birth date was three or four weeks off, and they told her, sorry, you have to come back um, and make another appointment. And she cried a little bit, and the guy said, okay, you don't have to make another appointment. You could just come back. Yeah, usually the consulates are very good with that. They will not, if something is, is missing, uh, they will not say, okay, you know, this we don't have this or this isn't correct. Now you have to go back and start all over, start and get a new appointment because we know getting the appointments is kind of a headache right now. Uh, so they do say, you know, get this done, fix this, get me this document. And they say either mail it in or bring it in. So they, they're making it... Um, where it's, you know, they're not asking you to do a whole new appointment. They're, they're being pretty nice with homework, I like to call it. They give you homework and you just have to get what's missing. Uh, they, they don't kind of, you know, close the book on you, so. Well, that's good to hear. What are the typical hurdles that one might face in applying for the dual citizenship, or Italian citizenship, I guess, more correctly? 
Okay, some of the hurdles that I've encountered most, first of all, are the formats of the U.S. vital records. Um, some cities make it very hard to get the correct format. Uh, the council does want a long form, also known as a book copy or a vault copy. Uh, a lot of times they'll send uh, transcripts of documents or summaries, abstracts, which will not be accepted. Uh, they have to be long-form documents. They have to contain the names of parents, of, let's say of a birth certificate. It has to have the parents' names, where they lived, where they were born, their birth date. If you get a document that doesn't have all this information, it will not be accepted. That is one of the biggest hurdles I have. Uh, but we seem to navigate it just fine, and at the end of the day, we kind of make do... Uh, you know, we, we are able to locate the document. Another hurdle that we have is incorrect dates of birth, uh, incorrect names. Um, if, if a person was born, for instance, uh, D'Agostino, uh, this is just an example, uh, a lot of times we'll find a death certificate where the birth of that person is D'Agostino, but the death certificate might be D'Agosto, for example, that will not be accepted. They're, they want amendments of those documents. They want to make sure that all the names and all the dates of birth match with what the birth certificate states. So that's another hurdle. And unfortunately, these are a little harder to navigate, to deal with when the uh, person is a great-grandfather or a grandfather. Uh, because they're very hard to fix. Some some do require a, require a court order to fix, and other states do make it a little easier. But these are the two main issues that we find. So, the the Italian government wants to make sure that all your links here are correct. Mm -hmm. I guess so they could patch it back to somebody in Italy without you know people defrauding them or anything like exactly. that. Exactly. They don't want to just give citizenship to anybody. They're very careful about who's getting citizenship, and all the documents have to match. They're basically um, following a story. So if, you know, if grandfather was born with this name, they want to, with every document that is being presented all the way down to the applicant, they want to make sure that all the names match. It's a link. It tells them that, yes, this is the son. This is the grandchild. You know, if, if the names are inconsistent or if the dates of birth are inconsistent, they could say that that document could be of another person. And these, this person is just trying to present something that is, is not accurate or is fraudulent, and they might not give it to you. So that's why dates and names are very important. They, they, it has to be very consistent. Right. So just the question, a, a little bit off topic, but in the same vein, I guess. As you probably know, a lot of us who are doing the research uh, back to Italy, uh, especially you know, second generation like myself, we're using the Antonati to find birth and death certificates. And I've, I've done pretty good. But what happens in the instance where it's not there? Do you actually go to the books in the town and try to find these people? 
Well, usually the birth records of these people that were born in Italy are in the towns. You have to go to the individual towns. What they do is they have a, a the registry where each document was handwritten when the person would go to the town and declare or make a statement that a child was born, okay? So what they do is they go into these old registries they find that that document and they trend and then they write their own document on the side, uh, meaning that uh, they'll transcribe it into a new format um, and, and mail you the certificate. So the certificate that someone gets from Italy is not the actual birth certificate. It's it's a separate document that was penned in today from the town in Italy. Uh, if you do not find the document, the birth record, you will not get your citizenship. Uh, that That is like the holy grail. You have to have an Italian birth certificate. Right, okay. Well, that makes sense, I'm, I'm sure. Uh, well, the funny thing is, is I found um, my, I can't find my father's mother, mm -hmm. but I found his birth certificate, so go figure, but... Well, um, if you are using your father, um, you can attempt uh, to present it for your uh, citizenship application. Uh, your mother being that you're not using her, uh, they might let it slide, but it's always best to have both. Okay. Well, yeah, I guess more is better, right? Yeah. Yes. Always go over-prepared and not under-prepared. Right. So... Um, the last question I have is, can you discuss the advantages of getting Italian citizenship, whether you're a tourist, you want to live there part-time or go there full-time? All right. So, I mean, there's um, some, a lot of my clients are just getting their citizenship because of their, they're proud of their heritage and they kind of want to uh, have that recognition of, you know, where they come from. Uh, that is the main reason that I've seen. But there are people uh, that also get it because maybe they want to uh, make themselves more um, eligible for working in the European Union. As you know, uh, if you become an Italian citizen, you become a citizen of the European Union. So uh, basically it it's opens more doors when it comes to work. Uh, if somebody employs you in in, uh, in Europe, they don't have to worry about visas, which can be very costly. So you, they can hire you directly because now you have an Italian passport, you're an Italian citizen. So you can work anywhere in any country of the European Union that is part of the European Union. Uh, then you also can overstay. If you go to Italy, you're not limited to the 90-day visa waiver program. You can stay longer other than the 90 days, as long as you want, basically. you It's easier to buy property there. Uh, it's easier, um, you can also take advantage of it for studies. Uh, so if you have children that also get their citizenship with you, they can then go study in Europe without worrying about uh, getting uh, visas to go stay there, to go study there. Uh, voting rights you also have. And if you have children, like I was saying before, they also are entitled to getting their citizenship 
with you. If they are minors, they will get their citizenship with your application. If they are over the age of 18, they will get their they will have to make their own appointment and get their citizenship on their own, but they are eligible to claim it. Oh, okay. Well, that's good to know. Um, is there anything else that um, you think people would want to know about either whether it's your services or the you know how to get citizenship or anything else uh well when it comes to how to get citizenship you just uh i know that in the beginning it could seem like a bit of a tedious process but i what i recommend is continue um doing what has to be done, continue with the application process because at the end you will be very happy when it's all, once it's all over. Appointments are very hard to get. I would recommend that anybody going for citizenship to uh, get your appointment immediately uh, when you want to start the process because the wait can be quite lengthy. Depending on where you go, it could be anywhere from two to three, from one to three years. Uh, and also when it comes to my services, uh, I do have full service assistance where I help with every aspect of the application. I give uh, guidance. Um, I, I help through the entire thing. I, I, I provide links. I, I, we work together. But there is also the services where if you only need Italian documents, from, uh, if you only need translation service, or maybe you don't know how to navigate, how to get the naturalization documents for your ancestor, we can uh, provide each service as an individual. We do not have to do the whole thing for you. So we're available to help you in any aspect that you need help with. Okay, well, that's great to know. That's great to know. Well, I really appreciate the time, especially on a Sunday morning, although <laughs> there's not much else for us to Absolutely. do these days, right? Well, locked in our homes, <laughs> it was, I have plenty of time, no worries. Okay. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks a lot. All right. Thank you. And have a great, and stay well. Thanks, you too. Thanks. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Facebook in the Italian Genealogy Group or at www.italiangenealogy.blog.